Hi, everyone. It's so good to have you back. And it's so good to have our guest. We're joined for the second time ever by a guest. Uh, my name is Joseph Langlois. And this week, we're going to be joined by Kai so that we can talk about the perfection. I'm Ray Giroso. And Kai, have you ever seen this movie? No, I never have. Me neither. It's I've scary. Heard the title of it. It was recommended to me on Netflix, but I know yeah. nothing about it. I want to I want to tell a quick story about how I came across this film and why I thought it'd be good to have you on and then I'm just going to let you two go. Um, okay. Basically, my sister texted me one day and said, "You should watch The Perfection. It's on Netflix." And this was about a month ago, and I did. And I was like, oh, this is a good movie. I want to hear about it on Netflix and kill. And I just assumed it would pop up, but it never did. <laughs> so you decided to make your own Netflix and kill. Yeah, so I decided to bring Netflix and kill to me. <laughs> you know what? I approve of that. That's direct action, Joe. That's good. That's good. So tell me what happens in The Perfection. I know that you two have come up with something special and I've been really waiting for it. Oh, boy. Well, Do you want to start? Sure. We don't know anything. Like, we basically just knew the title. So this is going to be kind of a wild ride. Um, so we decided a that messy. the main characters are two girls. And it takes place at the Academy, which is a private school that pretends to be a normal school. And the faculty has selected gifted girls to train them in honing their abilities without telling them. <laughs> did you want to continue? Or did you want me to keep going? Uh, I could. I can pick it up. Um, so the the idea that the faculty is teaching the girls without telling them leads to a lot of the horror aspect of the film, because the girls don't know what's going on and why strange things are happening. And spoilers for the end of the movie. It's. Only at the very end that the girls learned that it was all part of the curriculum, but, like, people have died and, like, bad things have happened, but that's part of it. Okay. Um, so, I guess let's go through the, 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 the let's go through the, the plot, the basic plot that we got. Can you that's tell me the... what the, the names of the two main girls are? <laughs> yes, we can. Kyla, yeah. take it away. <laughs> Okay, so our main character is Lizzie, short for Elizabeth, and okay, her best friend slash, okay, get ready for this, slash love interest is named Perfection, so this is a gay movie, we have decided. Okay. I'm trying really hard not to fall apart right now, because hearing this back right now is wild. Mm -hmm. uh, I love it. I'm here for it. Okay. Um, what else do you want to know, Joe? We have a lot of stuff. <laughs> uh, okay, well, you say best friend slash love interest, and you've used the word girls. I'm curious, like, this academy, how old are these people? What what age range are we talking about? Are they teens? Tweens? Young adults? I'm sorry, what's a tween? I, I know I the know. term, but... You tell I me. Oh, it's a between-ager, right? Yeah, I like know. I haven't been a tween in a long time. Like eleven, twelve. I, I I was thinking they're older, like I was yeah. high school age. Yeah, like a little... like late, like well, yeah, no, because Lizzie's just coming in, but she could have been coming in from a later age too. Yeah, because sometimes like if the school found them and recruited them, like you know they might not have to start as freshmen. So 
Yeah, right. she okay. might be okay. a third year high schooler. High yeah, in, in American okay. standards. So what? What is that like? Seventeen. Like, yeah. Four. <laughs> I don't know ages. Well, I would say like sixteen or seventeen. Okay. Um. All right. Yeah. Let me ask you a better question that you can get some more, get some more meat out of. Okay. Who's the Who's the main antagonist? The main villain? Who's the driving action of the horror? Who are they played by? So we talked about this at length, actually. And we decided that there's no real villain, aside from the teachers not telling them about the curriculum, the, the secret okay. curriculum. Um, yeah. However, throughout the film, there are hints as to who might be the villain. And there's, like, the opening scene is... Uh, you see a girl doing something creepy. <laughs> that makes no sense. Wait. No, let me try that again. So, one of the characters is a girl who can talk to the dead. And uh, part of the film, you think it's her that's that's doing this. And then also there's a, a shady teacher who keeps coming up. And you're like, are they the person that's doing this? But in the end, it's kind of like a school faculty wide thing then it's not necessarily evil they're just not telling the student students they're putting them in danger yeah other than like misinformation and and lying there's it's more of a systemic failure than right. a, than a um there's no malice mhm right yeah. it, they're just very strict and stern with the curriculum they've set out and very secretive. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, are there any any interesting characters... Well, yeah, are there any interesting characters outside of the, the main duo? Well, there's the girl who can talk to the dead. Mm-hmm. Who's kind of, like, creepy, sort of outcast. Martha or... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, and so then... And, and then outside of, like, there's some shady teachers, maybe, like, one in particular who they suspect is a villain, and that actually okay. isn't. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I, Shady How, like, is, like, is it, like, dramatic music as they, like, sneak into a, a corridor or something like that? Like, what happens that... that they always turns... seem to be around when bad things starts to happen. Okay, okay. So but they're actually like a, overseeing everything. They're like not a, causing it. A Snape situation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there we go. Okay. okay. Um, um, there's another character. Well, do we consider the sculpture a character, Kyla? Ooh. Ooh, well... Tell me about the sculpture. No, I guess because that's just for one scene, and we decided it doesn't really come back around. True. Um... So there's a scene in this movie. Uh, do you want to go through it? Yeah, I want. I want. Kai, Kai, tell me about this this sculpture. Okay, so there's a scene in the movie where the girls are in a drawing class because you know this is a a good curriculum. They they value the arts. Right. So these girls are in drawing class, and Lizzie, who has telepathy, starts to hear a muffled man's voice in her head, and. You know, she thinks she's just hearing things, but it turns out that the voice she's hearing is actually the sculpture, and there is a man trapped inside of the sculpture. Oh my goodness. And then we never really find out who he is. He's just he's just trapped. 
Yeah. <laughs> he never gets yeah. freed or anything. No, we don't get payoff for a lot of the strange things. I okay. think that's what makes this movie very special and very realistic is that you don't you don't tie up loose ends all the time. Okay. Okay. Um, let me see. Was there any music in this film that seemed particularly important to your viewing experience? We didn't think about music. I I would just imagine it's like kind of the typical like horror movie violins and mm-hmm. right. You know, there's violins. Great... Any any other stringed instruments that seemed important to you? Uh, I feel like you're implying something. Yeah, hmm. I'm just curious if there are any other stringed instruments that were important to your viewing do you con- experience. Do you consider a harp a stringed instrument? Yeah, that would count. There's definitely a harp in this movie. Okay. Cool. Absolutely. You see one of the girls playing it during a, a back in the background during a scene. Right. Do you have but, any other guesses? One more guess. <laughs> so we do have another scene. Um, um I mean, I can we can think of scenes all day is the thing. Um so we were talking a little bit about this like romance between Lizzie and Perfection. Yeah. And we decided that Perfection is like kind of a perfectionist. Um because horror movies can be very literal sometimes. So yeah. she is very hard on herself. And um Lizzie helps to like bring her out of her shell a little bit and like stop getting her to be so obsessed with this. So we came up with a scene where Lizzie's comforting perfection after perfection fails to do something. And Lizzie lovingly says perfection can only get you so far. Okay. It's very sweet. Is that like sweet? Did you think that's probably the most memorable line from the movie or was there like, was there any, were there any other big one-liners that stuck out? Um, I think that's the the most memorable one, but it's a horror movie, so like, of course, there's like a couple other one-liners yeah. involved. Yeah, Was but I think the other one-liners this... are like ones that oh. are trying to be memorable. You know, like they're trying to be right. Evil Dead, but it like never quite gets there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you can't even remember what they are right now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um. Okay. I think that about wraps it up. Oh, this is a horror movie, so I guess for each of you individually, what's the most horrifying thing that happens that you like had the hardest time to stomach or getting through? I mean, the man in the sculpture is pretty messed up because that's like that's more existential, you know? Yeah. Because like yeah. blood and I stuff also... doesn't bother me, mm-hmm. but being trapped mm-hmm. does. Yeah, that was pretty pretty harrowing. Um, the I so there's a scene, if I remember this correctly. There's a scene with uh, the girl who can talk to the dead uh, near the beginning, before like everything opens, and like she's doing some weird dark ritual, and like there's just a bunch of shadowy things coming like around and like encircling her. Like, as if, like, kind of as, like, paying attention and worshipping her, because she's in the middle of, like, this circle. And, I don't know, I just got a weird feeling from that, because... That's fair. It 
you know, there was a lot of all eyes on me, but also there's these weird shadow figures cropping up. And that's the opening scene, so I... Mm-hmm. Yeah, that movie. For me, it's definitely all the stuff with the bugs, but we'll get into that in just a moment. Time for a quick popcorn break, and then we can watch the movie together. Yay! Heck yeah! Well, I'm certainly not eating the popcorn today. There's bugs all over it! Ugh! We're here in the popcorn break, and I'm going to tell you about some sponsors of the show, which currently just means other podcasts on Lunar Light Studio. The first one that I'm going to tell you about today is Ending Pending. Ending Pending is a podcast where our hosts Andy, Evan, and Ronnie discuss television shows that have never gotten the ending they deserve because they only lasted for a single season. Ending Pending goes episode by episode to find out what's working, what's not working, and where it all went wrong. New episodes every Wednesday on EndingPending.com and Lunar Light Studio. And if that name sounds familiar, Andy was on the show. Friends of the show. Friends of the show. Good friends. Go listen to Ending Pending. It's good. The other show that I want to tell you about today is Overwitch? What is that? It's one of the best casual gaming news sources out there. Your three best friends will bring you up to speed on Overwatch and then explore some other video game. When their discussion comes to a close, they decide if the featured game is worth spending your dedicated Overwatch time on. Well, that's not accurate anymore. It's hosted by me and Ray from this show, and then also Terrence, who is another friend and also very good. Probably better than me and Ray. And they, the three of them can be found making fools of themselves every other Friday on Lunar Light Studio or wherever else your podcasts live. Um, and yeah, that, that should be updated because we don't focus on Overwatch nearly as much anymore. We do still talk about it every time, but anyway... That's Overwitch. Thank you, Ending Pending. Thank you, Overwitch. Thank you, Lunar Light Studio. Let's get on to the second half of the show. What did you all think of The Perfection? I loved this movie. <laughs> I I had a fun time. This was It was good. It good. was good. I'm glad you enjoyed it, Ray. I was really worried about it. Um, I kind of want to get out... I know we have a spoiler warning at the beginning of the show. I think it's really important. Well, first off, I will say, I'll ask the two of you, would you recommend watching this movie to somebody who hasn't seen it before? Yes. With the yeah. addendum that if you're uncomfortable with gore, it might mm-hmm. be hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are some rough scenes, but they're pretty brief. Yeah, they are. And uh, I just looked away for a few seconds and I was okay. It's not... It is a little gratuitous, but it's not gratuitous for the standard of horror movies, I think. Yeah, yeah. I've yeah. definitely seen, like, worse stuff on Netflix, so... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I say I bring that question up at the beginning because I figured we all kind of had the same feelings about it, and also because this one is particularly important, that if, you're, if you have any interest in watching a horror movie... Uh, called The Perfection, then you should probably do that before listening to this episode because it's it's twisty and turny. Yeah, please go, go, go. Go yeah. watch it now. Go watch it. Yeah, there's Just a lot after... of surprises. I'm glad, like, you know, I don't think it would have been possible for us to be accurate in our prediction. You yeah. are way more okay. accurate than <laughs> anyone could have predicted. We got a character name. It's wild yeah. how close you were. Is that the first time that's happened? Um, 
Well, I think oh, well. Ray called one of the Ghostbusters Dan, and one of them was played by Dan Aykroyd. So. No, I said Dan Aykroyd was in it. As you playing also the said governor. Dan Aykroyd was in it, but that was that was a different thing. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know. Do, have Have I gotten a name before yet? I don't recall. You've definitely gotten actors. Yeah, this is a big one. We I we literally name dropped a character on accident. And yeah, you said you said that the <laughs> the main characters were two girls who were best friends slash in love, and it was a gay movie, and one of them was named Lizzie, and all of one, that is accurate. One thing we forgot to mention is that they were also rivals at first and fell in love. <laughs> yeah, okay. we uh, did kind of kind of gloss over that, but that was something we had laid out. Uh so I think we made the perfection. We made the movie the perfection. We Pretty were much. a little, little rough. You, honestly, your version of the perfection could have been like an early draft of this movie. <laughs> okay, they said the academy. Yes, at they, some okay. point. So let's get into let's get into the plot. There, there are two Please. women. Um, the main character is Charlotte, and she's played by Allison Williams and. The other, I mean, the other main character is Lizzie, and she's played by Logan Browning. And they are both students at the Academy, the Back Off Academy, because they are, not because they are gifted and can do telepathy, but have uh, superior musical talent and are world-famous cellists. Except that Charlotte had to leave the Academy, uh like during her training because her mother got sick and she took care of her dying mother for a decade. And that's kind of like the beginning of the movie is that she's like 25 now and her mom just died. And so she starts working her way back into the world of the Academy and the, the teachers there, uh, Anton and Paloma. And she meets Lizzie who kind of took her place, um, like as the, as the new prodigy when she left. And there's a lot of, like, tension building up, and um, it's, it's unclear what people's motives are, um, and that all becomes clear as, as the movie twists and turns. And uh, I don't know, Kai, do you want to kind of get a little bit more into the structure of how that happens? Um, sure. So, because it's your first watch and, um, you know, taking it beat by beat of how the movie hits you. Yeah. Oh, it was a trip and a half. So... It starts out, and they're in China recruiting, and they meet, and they're both, like, judges for some, like, picking whoever's going to be next. And um, it's, like, a kind of like a meet-cute. It's it's really adorable. There's, like, this long, they go on, like, a long date and have a fling. So you're like, oh, this is really sweet. And then it takes this turn where they go on a trip together for the weekend and Lizzie gets really really sick um so you're like oh is this gonna be like one of those you know parasite like kind of sickness horror movies and then out of nowhere mm-hmm. Charlotte just like pulls out this big old butcher knife and is like oh you need to cut off your hand and and yeah and so then it's like oh it was a hallucination and Charlotte was manipulating Lizzie so like I don't know. And if I'm being too detailed, please tell me, because I don't want to, like, spell out everything. No, you're good. No, no, you're, you're good. good. Um, you you so follow, I mean, from the perspective of the movie, you follow this whole thing, you believe it's happening, that Lizzie's get, getting sick, and that bugs are living inside of her, and ugh. she, and then 
like at the very end of that long, intense scene that like keeps building and building and building, Charlotte pulls out the butcher's knife and is like, here you go, uh, cut off your hand. And she does, and then it's revealed that the movie rewinds, and then you see the same events from Charlotte's perspective, and she like engineered the whole thing. She like was giving her hallucinatory drugs and was in like putting the the idea of bugs in into her head and like built to this. Um, and what, well, what, when that happened, I, I want to know both of your perspective. When that happened, when she pulled out the butcher's knife the first time and you see like how she led up to it, what did you think were, was her motivations at that point in the movie? Like why, why would she do this? I kind of thought it was a dream. Cause like, I was like, mm-hmm. where did she get that butcher knife? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they showed in the flashback how she got it. Mm hmm. I I was just confused. <laughs> okay. I okay. was just, why is this? I didn't have a reaction to why is this happening. I had a reaction to what is happening. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's very weird and, and dreamlike. I think that's, especially Charlotte's like acting in the beginning of the movie. The first time I watched it, I was put off by it because she's so stiff and rigid and weird and unnatural. Mm-hmm. And then you find out why. It's because she's she's scheming and she's trying to put up a front, um, but she has this whole plan, this whole plot. Um, and I think the movie frames it so that you, and they, they even bring this up later, so that you kind of are under the impression that she had Lizzie's hand cut off because she was jealous or because she wanted to, to take Lizzie's spot back and become a cellist again. And so yeah. she was eliminating the competition. But that's not what it was. <laughs> no, no, it was better than that. It was way better than that. Uh, so what happens after the the arm Tell chop? Me. What happens um, after the arm chop? After the arm chop, Lizzie goes to Anton and is like, "Here's what happened. Charlotte's crazy." And then Lizzie goes to attack Charlotte. Yeah. Well, because and Anton then- turns her away. Because Anton turn, turns her away because she can't perform anymore. She's not useful anymore. Mm-hmm. And so she goes to Charlotte, attacks her, takes her back, takes Charlotte back to Anton's and says, I have her in my car. And then what happens after that? This was a wild ride. Um, um, then Charlotte is knocked out and... You, we have a conversation with we Anton. We have a conversation with Anton where it's revealed that Anton is a mega villain and uh he he has this like perfect room at the academy and if any of his students are invited to play there and they make a single mistake then they are sexually abused they're raped and like this happened to charlotte when she was 14 and she sees the same tattoo on lizzie so she knows it's happened to lizzie as well and that's why she did all of this stuff to, she like had Lizzie cut off her hand so that she would leave and so that the spell would be broken. She wouldn't be brainwashed anymore. But now she's there and she's being forced to play and, and you know, live up to the perfection or whatever. And Lizzie is like with, with the teachers, with Anton and Paloma and Jeffrey and Theus, I think. So this, mm-hmm. this whole, so uh, this also leads into your shady characters, your shady teachers. They are all shady teachers, but they are actually also all villains. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. 
Oh boy. Um, and then she makes a mistake, and they're about to. She's she's gonna have to pay the price. Anton makes it seem like he's about to to sexually abuse a little girl that just came to the academy. Yes. yes. Which yeah. was messed up. And he says uh. when when he sends her upstairs, he's like, "I'm not some random pervert. I was just uh. having a little fun." Which. Oh. <laughs> uh. oh man, he's so detestable. They all are, and yeah, and then right, right as Lizzie is about to take part in this and rape Charlotte for making a mistake during the perfection, it's Theus and Jeffrey keel over from poisoning, and it's revealed. It's re- they rewind again. They pull the same trick, and it works <laughs> both times. Yeah, <laughs> and it's revealed that Lizzie was in on it, and they went there to get revenge and clean up back off Academy and get rid of this threat. And that's, that's the perfection, baby. It's, it's brimming with sapphic energy and... Oh, so much. And, yes. uh, it's very, very good and scary and intense. Yeah. Oh, it was so <sighs> good. I enjoyed this. I don't watch a lot of horror movies. Let me say that up front. Mm-hmm. They make me squeamy. And they make me screamy. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I really enjoyed this because it was, it wasn't, one, it wasn't gory, which I know not a lot of, a lot of horror does, but I'm not into gore. So that was fun. And the scariest part was the whole brainwashing thing, which does happen in the real world mm-hmm. and, and yeah. people might not think that but it does happen and it's disgusting and terrible um yeah yeah it was kind of like so um the university that i attended was like really well known for its music program um and obviously like there's not abuse and stuff going on at least that i know of from the faculty but i think that like that experience still rings true for how people can feel in a program like that when it's really, really intense and you're under so much mm-hmm. pressure. Mm-hmm. So I kind of liked that. I feel like it would be very cathartic, you know, if you'd been through a really, really stressful, um, rigorous mm-hmm. academic or music program like that. Absolutely. Where all that matters is the perfection at any cost. And like this, this movie takes that idea to its logical extreme. Mm-hmm. and shows why it's messed up. Yeah. Joe, I know we've been touching on all the things we got right, which is more than we ever thought There was also it a, would be. an extended cut of a person. You will never convince me that it wasn't a person trapped in a statue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, what? So, okay. I want to, I actually want to know... Joe, did you ever think that it was feasible for me and Kyla to 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 get so close with this plot? Absolutely. You know, honestly, I kind of expected it. I was like, you know, really, it's probably really? It's, they're probably gonna nail something because that's just how this show is gone. I keep expecting <laughs> you to like go completely off the rails, and all you had, I even offered you to like look at the poster or something like that, <laughs> but like all you had was the name, the, title. the perfection. <laughs> Right. And the fact that which it was a horror movie. And a horror movie. And that doesn't mean anything. But you you all got so close with so many things. Like the only the only real difference is that the the there were like actual villains and, and mm-hmm. they, they, they really were doing terrible things 
and it wasn't just misinformation and and miscommunication and also the fact that the special ability that these people at the academy had that they were training young girls at the academy (laughs) was Mm -hmm. not telepathy and parapsychology but more so um music musical ability i I'm still more baffled by the fact that we nailed two two girlfriends, mm-hmm. and, and, and one of them was named Lizzie. <laughs> well, I figured, like, I figured because of Netflix has been so hardcore recommending this to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know; they just tend to re- recommend a particular kind of movie to me. <laughs> so I was like, you know, I hope this is gay. So I'm just gonna go for it. We're, and we're it making was. it gay. <laughs> it, was. it was gay. It was so nice. I actually, I had a stronger reaction to this movie this this watch. I like it, the ending when they were getting their comeuppance. Like it made me cry, which did not happen to me the first time I watched this movie. It was good. It was good. So satisfying. Well, like oh, thematically too, because like. Again, like, when these characters have been raised their whole lives to be, I'm sure, like, really competitive against each other and see each other as threats, but Mm -hmm. then at the end they're still managed to come together and be like, no, actually, the real villain is this guy, and we're gonna come together. And and, uh, the film does a really clever thing visually to show that, like, oh, that that final image. Mm -hmm. Oh, it was so good. Yeah, (laughs) that... It, it's a little goofy at the, the, the end, the very end, but it's also really cool. Like, it's a really cool visual. Mm-hmm. Um, but speaking of, like, yeah, like, um, these these women come together and they, they, you know, they're like, Anton is a real villain. This is the person that we need to, you know, fight. And I, I love that they, they kind of show the other side of that, too, with Paloma. Because uh, Paloma is Anton's wife, and she is just kind of in on it. And when they they directly confront her, they say, "Paloma, you can do something to stop this." And she she just says, "This is what's expected of us." And like, and that's like the line that he's been feeding them their whole lives. And she's just like completely gone, completely brainwashed. And it it's busted. It sucks. But like, there are people out there like that too and lizzie was i guess young mm-hmm. enough and she had her hand cut off so she was able to like kind of wake up to this but i don't know it there's a lot of different angles that are it's it's jam-packed i, I thought i don't know the, the the length of this movie felt about right though because like yeah they mm-hmm. still take time to yes. build out the tension like the whole scene with the bugs and stuff oh my god that's like the, the first 45 minutes of the film it doesn't yeah. feel like it yep. i like how they they tried to misdirect us with the guy that was getting sick yeah yeah that was really clever I, like that's that's what i love about it too is because with both of like the, there's two big plans that come together there's charlotte's plan to have elizabeth she, and she does ask her like before before she decides to go through with it and make her hand, cut her hand off she says like would you ever leave? Like, she's trying to, like, subtly tease out if there's a way of talking her down before making mm-hmm. her cut off her own hand. Um, but, like, you know, you can tell that Charlotte has a plan and is going to make it happen, but she doesn't have everything planned. Like, she doesn't predict everything that's going to happen along the way. And the same thing happens when they go back to the, the school at the end. Like, I don't think either of them 
considered the possibility of Anton threatening the new recruit, the new young girl who's like 11 or something, yeah, and threatening her with the, paying the price for Charlotte's mistakes. Um, it's 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 good. I love it when a plan comes together. That's all I have to yeah. say about it. <laughs> yeah, and the, and they everything feels set up very well mm-hmm. too because I've I've seen horror movies before where they try to do like a twist, but it's just kind of tacked on for shock value. Yeah, but like mm-hmm. the twists I thought were so well built into the structure of this film, and that's part of what makes it so satisfying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's so well acted too. Yeah. Like that adds yeah. so much to it. Like again, I can't I can't stress enough how how rigid Charlotte is at the beginning of the movie and I'm like, who is this person? Like this this actor is not very convincing at all. But she's actually very convincing when you know all <laughs> of the stuff that's going on in her head. Like the when and when she first hears Anton's voice call a call over to her, uh-huh. she like, has to take a moment to breathe. Um, and the scoring too. There's a scene yeah. toward the end of the movie when Charlotte is like confronting him, and uh, like he's like kind of chuckling and laughing, and then you can see like like no more facade. Like he like at the moment that he like is like okay, we're gonna talk about this. We're gonna talk about the rape that I did to you. As soon as he like transitions into that mode, there's like this this drop in the music that perfectly aligns with his eyelids um like shutting or something like that i don't remember exactly what happened but man it's so it's so well put together it's so lovingly crafted yeah (sighs) i can tell you really like this movie you've been talking a lot about it i know i keep i won't shut up please someone (laughs) else say something that they liked about it (laughs) or didn't like what did you not like about it the bugs the bugs were so creepy I See, didn't I hate want to, the bugs. I hate to confess this, but I loved the bugs. I have like <laughs> No, a, you were so excited. <laughs> yeah. I have a weird fascination <laughs> with bugs and skin. Yeah. I I don't know. I loved the bugs. <laughs> I mean, it was well done. It was well executed. Mm-hmm. It was creepy. It was the tension rising in the bus was absolutely on point. It was messy in all the right ways. Ugh. Yeah. The bus. I'm getting creeped out. The bus, I keep coming back to that as, like, just some of the best story- storytelling that I've seen in a long time. Oh, I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? Um, one thing I was worried about, because, like, the theme of rape comes up a lot in horror movies, and mm-hmm. more often than not, mm-hmm. it's done really poorly, where they do it either for shock value or, like, they sexualize it. So mm-hmm. I was worried it was going to go that direction. I was like, please don't make me watch, like, a long, drawn-out rape scene. Um, but thankfully, right. it, like, didn't go that way at all. Yeah. So. It, it says it and and doesn't have to show it. Yeah. yeah. Because we know what's going on. Anyway. Y'all... Didn't really get a whole lot wrong. I don't know about that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there wasn't anyone that talked to the dead. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah it was definitely a lot more like grounded in reality, I think, mm-hmm. than we thought it would be. But I kind of mm-hmm. appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, it perfectly 
I for me it perfectly rides the line between reality and like just a little bit far fetched, like a little bit. This is a movie plot and not something that would happen so cleanly in real life. But you know, it is a movie. <laughs> yeah. So. And I think that helps make it, like you said, it helps make it accessible to people who maybe don't normally watch horror. Yeah. Because it's not, yep. like, you know, it's not, like, ghosts and supernatural and stuff like that. Um, or, like, hardcore gore. Yeah. And the thing is that human horror, uh, like, it really usually does more to me. Like, it, it is, leaves me feeling worse than supernatural stuff because I can usually put that stuff out of my head as fake. But this movie, I mean, they win. Like, big time, they win. And they defeat the enemy. And and the events are just a, a hair far-fetched. Like, mm-hmm. to make it yeah. just, just unbelievable enough that I'm like, okay, but this didn't, this didn't, this is not a documentary. This didn't happen beat for beat, at least. Stuff like this does happen in the world, but I don't have to worry about Lizzie and Charlotte, because they're characters. Yeah. I like it a lot more on my second watch, I think. <laughs> yeah. You're still beaming. I'm still, like, <laughs> I'm, I'm wild. And... I am, too. Uh, <laughs> I would definitely watch this again, and now I'm, like, gonna make Hannah and Marty my co-hosts. I'm totally gonna make them watch it. Hey, do a bonus episode. You should have, I, like, there's no reason that you can't have an episode of this on your show. It's (laughs) true. And then bring in Joe as a guest and he can gush about it again. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking we would just watch it for a for fun thing, because, I don't know, I like having a a mock footage exclusive. (laughs) I I would definitely recommend this movie to, to people, is the thing. And I guess that's the final question, huh? Um, no, I want to know, Kai, what, what was the, like, the most fun effect, or, like, the most fun, the most fun horror thing that was in this movie for you? Ooh, good question. Well, Mm. definitely the bugs. Okay, yeah. Because, oh, Now, the bugs that were in the vomit, or the bugs that were under her skin? (sighs) The ones with the vomit, because it looked so squishy. Yeah. It was probably CGI, but, like, it still looked like you could touch it. Yeah. Mm. And so I liked that a bunch. I hated the bugs under the skin. It reminded me of the mummy, and that just messes me up. Yeah. Yeah. I hated the bugs in general. It was disgusting, and I know why everyone loved it. Yeah. (laughs) Because it worked, and it was good, and it was scary gross. Mm -hmm. Ugh. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it. Kai, do you have any closing thoughts? <laughs> oh, I mean, it's hard to put into words. I just want people to watch this movie. Like, please, please go check it out. I just watch it, please. Especially if you're gay, because there's not <laughs> enough gay horror movies. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Go watch this movie because mock footage with Kyla told you so. Yes. Because we have the best takes. Mm-hmm. Only the best yeah, takes. Yeah, typically we don't we don't have a very prescriptive uh, lens on this show. We're just like, eh, we're watching movies and it's fun. But this time we will tell you straight up, you need to watch this film. You do. Even if you don't like horror like me, mm-hmm. please. You can glance you, away when it gets rough. 
It's an experience. There is some upsetting stuff in there, and you should steal yourself uh, for for sure. I mean, we're watching this right in the middle of the morning, so that helps. Here's the thing. Um, We're watching this on American Independence Day, and they are freed from the Academy in this movie. It's true. That was the bit I forgot to mention earlier. (laughs) Darn it. Oh, well. And soon you shall, too, be free of us. Thank you so much for listening to Mock Footage. You can reach out to us and find us on Twitter at Mock Footage. You can send an email to mockfootage at gmail.com. Kai, where can people find you? Well, um, I have a podcast called Netflix and Kill. It's also on Lunar Light Studio. And we talk about horror films off of Netflix every other week. Sometimes we're silly. Sometimes we're serious. Um, that can be found at Netflix underscore in underscore kill on Twitter. Um, you know, we're on LunarLightStudio.com. And my personal Twitter is Kai the Jedi. in case you want to watch me write stupid things about movies. Hey, go follow Kai. Go do that. <laughs> do it. Um, I do have a question for you, though. Yes. Uh, do you have an episode recommendation for your podcast Ooh. for our listeners if they don't listen? Other than yeah. the invitation, because I always talk about how good that episode is. Other uh, than the walrus, great... walrus one, which is <laughs> wild. Tusk. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, I guess the episode I'm like still hung up on right now is our Saw episode. Okay. That's a more silly one, okay. but it was a lot of fun because Saw is such a silly movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A lot of twists and turns in that one too, huh? Well, <laughs> yeah, just like a jigsaw puzzle. You know, both of the movies also had <laughs> this movie and Saw. The one thing they have in common is they both have extended scenes dealing with poop. Um, but the scene in this movie made me anxious, and the one in Saw uh, made me laugh. Yeah, uh, we forgot to talk about the poop scene. There's poop. It's not oh. like. There's not just, like, a lot of poop everywhere. That's And it's not funny. It's, it's not really funny. It's, upsetting. It's really that's distressing. happened, like, not that exact scenario, but, like, I have been just, like, deathly ill while yeah. traveling in a foreign country and, like, out and about to just throw up and, like, have Ooh. every... Yeah. So that actually, like, really got me. More than the bugs, I think. I was like, oh, I feel your pain. Yeah. Yeah, and that, like, I mean, traveling with, like, you know, bacteria everywhere, like, that that happens on travels, and I really like the groundedness of that, of that yeah. potential. Obviously, it was due to other things going on, but mm-hmm. they mentioned it, like, people get sick, and mm-hmm. bad things happen. Yeah, it's really... <laughs> Sorry to go back into it, but I remember watching this movie the first time and being like, they're like flirting and they're like falling in love and then they go on this vacation together spontaneously and then like they start getting sick on the bus and I'm like, oh no, they're get, it's gonna, it's gonna be, they're gonna get sick and it's gonna be sad, but like, and, and they're gonna get, but like, then it just ramps up to 11 and then 12 <laughs> yeah. and then 13 and it's like, uh-huh. whoa, 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 wait a second, I was watching a fun romp a moment ago. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, that leave us leave us re- review. Yeah, leave I us think a that's review. where we where we left off. Probably. Leave us a review on iTunes or Pinecast, and we'll talk about it. Um, and if you like the show, tell all your friends. 
because we only grow by word of mouth. And that doesn't just count for us. That counts for everybody at Lunar Light the Studio, yeah. including Netflix and Kill. Um, Tell your friends and, about Netflix and Kill. Yeah, you should. Oh, yes. Every, I, I every... definitely want you guys on. And I'll try not to pick something, <laughs> oh. like, too scary. Aww. I did... Okay, I think that's... Um, at close it off, and then I'll tell my story. Okay. Thank y'all for listening to Mock Footage. Ray, Kai, thank you so much for watching this movie with me. With me. Um, let's find a line that we all liked from this I movie have one. that doesn't contain a cuss. It's I have one. Okay. Okay. I don't remember the exact wording, but it was when... It was either after they, they had their intimacy or something, and Lizzie was like, you're the only thing that makes my heart beat or oh, something. And I'm like, yes. sometimes perfection can only get you so far. Yeah. That was that line for me. That I was thinking of the exact same one. Because, like, <laughs> honestly, the dialogue in this movie was so much better than I was expecting. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Just, like, all of the little the... romantic lines were so good. I really liked when she was like, Your arm! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That whole extended sequence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah. That's it. I'm going to stop uh, recording now. So okay. Good. Well, real fast though, before we stop, I just want to say thank you so much again for having me. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. so much for coming on. I'm really, I'm really glad this worked out. Um, I'm really glad you were here for this one because I don't know if I could have brought the energy if you weren't here. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm here with my bugs. <laughs> 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 oh, that's our closing line, yeah. I'm here with my bugs. When Kai said go. that in the movie. Yeah. Remember when Kai said, I'm I'm here with my bugs? That was really powerful. Can you give it to us one more time, Kai? Yeah, I- I'm here with my bugs. <laughs> that's very good. <laughs> Lunar Light Studio. Pretty, witty, and gay. Wait, wait, wait. We don't have time to do the intro song. This is a promo. Miles, yeah? introduce the show. All right. Uh, welcome to Artificial Ghost Radio, your unofficial guide to navigating the airwaves. I'm Miles. I'm Mars. This is a podcast where each and every week we rediscover what makes music so special. Miles, what's the theme this promo? The theme this promo, the only promo, is a song that we think would be really good to use in a promo for our podcast. Mars, what's the song? The song is Thirst Shot by Macklemore because it's pretty recognizable. Hit that timer. 30 seconds. Go. All right. Uh, Thirst Shot by Macklemore came out in 2012. And you know why it's a great song to use in a promo for your podcast, Mars? Why is that? Because the song is so dumb that it forces you to listen to what we're talking about. The only benefit to listening to Thrift Shop is knowing you're exactly three minutes and 52 seconds closer to death. Mars, why do you think it's a great song to use? That's really grim, Miles. I haven't listened to songs since 2013 when it came out, uh, but I really actually like the beat. I like the the weird vocal element to it in the beginning. Oh, that's the timer. Oh, no, I, I wish you didn't talk about piss. <laughs> yeah, Macam- Macklemore said piss. Macklemore said piss. He also said gay rights. He also did say gay rights. <laughs> Speaking of gay rights, you can find Artificial Ghost Radio on Lunar Light Studios at LunarLightStudio.com. Also at Spotify, iTunes, and wherever good podcasts are bought and sold. What are you buying, stranger? What are you selling?
come listen to us do the goblin voice every episode, I think. <laughs>